Welcome to Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. I'm your host and the spender, Michael Dickey. At Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, we are the worldwide leaders in reducing financial stress. And our mission is that everyone, from the person that is overwhelmed with their finances and in debt up to their eyeballs, to the person that makes good money, has amazing goals, and wants to achieve financial independence, finally to the person that feels a calling to help others by becoming a financial coach, learn how to take the stress out of money. Welcome to Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender. This is Jill Emanuel, financial coach with Fiscal Fitness Phoenix, and I am so glad that you're here with me today. I'm super excited about today's topic because I am going to be talking about habits and very small habits that we can begin to incorporate to change our self-identity when it comes to money. So super cool topic. Before I get started, I wanted to give a shout out to my friend, Tom, who sent me a message on Facebook the other day. Tom says, hey, just wanted to say that you're doing a great job with the podcast lately. Keep it up. Thank you so much, Tom. This really made my day. Sometimes I wonder if I'm talking into the abyss. I don't know if you all are listening or not until we get some feedback. So thank you so much for sending that message. We would love to hear from any of you who have been listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a comment, drop us a review so that other people know that it, it's a good podcast to listen to. Also, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, and now we're on Spotify also. And we would really love to hear from you. Okay, without any further ado, let's dive into today's topic. And as I mentioned, we are going to be talking about habits and the small, small habits that you can do to begin to change into a person who is really good with your money, okay? And I was inspired to talk about this topic today because I recently listened to a podcast on the Rich Roll podcast. It's R-I-C-H-R-O-L-L. If you haven't listened to it yet, I highly recommend it. He talks all things personal and professional development, always brings on some really amazing guests. And the episode that I had listened to is one that he did with James Clear. It was on October 28th, 2018. And they had a two and a half hour long discussion talking about habits and really, you know, kind of all of the intricacies and the actual, you know, ways that we can create new habits and break bad habits. Okay. So they really break it down, dive into it. And what I found really super interesting was that they were talking about habits from the perspective of doing these very small changes to begin to change the way that we identify ourselves, right? And I thought this was so powerful and really insightful because they talked about how we can do things for five minutes or less every day that begin to reinforce and change this way that we identify ourselves to becoming the person that we want to be rather than to get to the goal that we want to reach, right? So for example, I have been saying for the last year, I really want to lose 10 pounds. I want to get back into shape. I need to go to the gym. And that's the goal or the thing that I want to work towards, right? But instead, what they were discussing is that we really need to focus on becoming the person who does that, right? So instead, I should be saying, I want to become a person who works out regularly. 
I want to become a person who is healthy or I am a person who is healthy. And what does that person do? So they had given the example, and I might be misquoting this. So if you want the specifics, please go back and listen to that episode. But they talked about a person who had a significant amount of weight to lose. He, I think it was like 60 or 80 pounds or something like that, that he wanted to lose. And they're talking about how oftentimes when we have these big goals, our instinct is that we have to work harder. We have to push really hard. And what happens when we do that and we come to things with that mentality is that we very quickly reach burnout, right? Because we are overdoing it. We're pushing ourselves to reach this goal. And oftentimes it takes a little bit more to actually get to the goal. So we may be pushing and pushing and pushing. And right before we start to see the change, we reach burnout and we stop. And they talked about how important it is to, instead of push, begin to develop a new self-identity, begin to see ourselves in a different way. And so for this particular example that they gave with the gentleman that had 60 or 80 pounds of weight to lose, instead of him beginning going to the gym and saying, you're going to be at the gym for an hour every day for five days a week, you're going to be working with a personal trainer, like none of that happened. What they said and what he, he wound up doing is that he committed to going to the gym every single day for a month. I think it was a month, maybe two months. Every single day for five minutes. He could not stay for more than five minutes, but he had to show up, check in, go into the gym for five minutes and turn around and walk back out. And I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, wow, like I guess that I have too much personal pride and I need to get over myself because I can't imagine walking into the gym, checking in, they see me at the front desk, I go hop on the treadmill for five minutes and turn around and walk back out. And I do it every day for 30 days. Like, wow, that takes some very, you know, big self-confidence, I suppose. And, but I think it's super cool. Like I totally get why they're doing that. And I kind of think I need to try to implement some of this because instead of focusing on losing 60 pounds, they focused on breaking this barrier of entry, which was being the person who shows up to the gym every day, right? Because we can oftentimes tell ourselves, and I know I do this personally, I say, I really need to go to the gym more but it's this constant, I should, I need to, I want to, but I don't actually go, right? So the barrier of entry is actually getting ourselves there. And so they put this system in place for him and they say, you're not worried about how much the scale changes or how, much, how many reps you're doing or how long you're spending on the treadmill. You are going to commit to going every single day and you can't stay for more than five minutes. So they made the barrier of entry so simple, right? Who can say that they can't do something for five minutes every day? It's very easy to say, all right, I'm going. I'm going for five minutes. At five minutes, I'm walking back out. Well, at the end of that month, now he had this habit in place of being the person that shows up to the gym every day. He had changed his self-identity in the way that he looked at himself. And instead of being the person who wishes that they went to the gym and wishes they were working out more and wants to do more, he has become a person who shows up every day. And so now it's easier to show up and stay for 10 minutes and stay for 15 and stay for 20, right? So it was that barrier of entry of becoming the person who goes every day, who has that as a priority. And even if it's only for five minutes, five minutes is good because he is someone who goes to the gym every day. And so 
I definitely want to try and implement some of that in my own life because that's one of my goals and my obstacles is that I need to get into that habit and I need to become that person who does regularly show up at the gym. And so um, committing to doing that small increment was kind of the, the entryway into developing that habit. And I thought this was really cool. And the whole time I was listening to it, I was thinking about my clients, the people I've worked with, many of you who likely have very big financial goals of, you know, maybe you want to get out of student loan debt or you want to be saving more for retirement or you have $30,000 in credit cards that you want to pay off. And these are the goals that we're focused on, right? We look at these really big goals and we say, I want to do X. And really what we want to do is actually change our self-identity, change the way that we look at ourselves and develop habits of a person who is really good with their money, right? And so I kind of wanted to discuss this and talk about some of the habits that I can see putting into place that are very simple. We're talking five minutes or less every day because we want a very low barrier of entry to begin to build these healthy habits But how can we build the habits that are going to reinforce and create this self-identity of someone who's really good with their money? Okay, so I was kind of celebrating a little bit as I was thinking about this because I thought, oh my gosh, a lot of the things that I'm already doing with my clients have this effect of changing the self-identity, which I never really saw before. I just knew that we were trying to build habits and get them used to doing things in a different way. But the side effect of that and kind of the underlying (laughs) impact is that they really are changing who they see themselves as. And I think that's so super cool. And so I want to start with kind of talking about some of those things so that you can begin to implement them too. So the first thing that I have my clients do when we begin working together is that, you know, we are putting a system change into place. We are creating a new budget. But once we have that budget, I am having them go in and update it every single day. So for the first month that we work together, they are really encouraged to get in every single day to update the budget, to look at the numbers, to really get into that habit to learn the new process, but also they are getting into that habit and developing the self-identity of someone who pays attention to their money, which I think is super, super cool. And I really do believe that as we're developing these new habits, and if you are trying to get onto a budget and trying to figure that out, that that constant reinforcement is so important, right? Because what I will oftentimes see happen is I will have clients who maybe get really busy and they don't have time to get in and update their budget and maybe a week or two goes by and then they're scrambling to kind of get everything back organized and up to date and they feel very overwhelmed by it, right? So the longer that we go between the times that we check in with our money, the more and more overwhelming and exhausting and stressful it actually becomes. And so we can start to control that by saying, Every single day for no more than five minutes, it really should take two to five minutes, you guys. It does not take very long at all. But we want to say every day for two to five minutes, I am going to commit to updating my budget, to looking at what's in the bank account. I'm going to know where my money's at, right? So by doing this and having that consistency, we not only are 
creating this new self-identity of someone who's really good with their money, but we're also taking away that level of stress that comes by avoidance and neglect and putting it off longer than we should. Because imagine, for instance, that you are going in and updating your budget. If you're doing so every day, and when I'm saying updating the budget, I'm saying look to see what transactions have happened, what charges have been made, what's cleared your bank account. Make sure that you are accurately reflecting that in your budget. If you don't have a budget, I have to give praises to the system that we use. It's wonderful. I'd love to help you with it. I definitely, I'm biased. I know, but I think our system is the best. There's tons of other apps and programs out there, guys. So you find what works best for you. But if you need some help with that, I'm happy to help you. And you know, updating the budget is adding all of those new transactions and knowing what's been happening and being able to look forward and say, yes, I'm still on track, right? So I want you to be doing that every single day. And if you do it daily, you really only have a small number of transactions that you have to pay attention to. Imagine like how, how much are you spending during the day? Maybe you, um, you know, ordered one thing online and a bill cleared or something like that. You have two or three transactions maybe every day. There's not a lot that usually happens from day to day. Some days you might have nothing, right? But imagine if you wait two weeks to do it. If you had three transactions every day, now you're looking at 30 or 40 or 50 transactions that you have to go through and try to update. And so it's no wonder that that feels very discouraging and very overwhelming and like a lot of work, right? And so what we don't want to have happen is that where you go weeks, then you feel very overwhelmed because there's a lot of bills and things to track and update. And it's maybe hard to balance or you can't figure out where, where something went or what a charge is. And that is when you start to reinforce the identity of someone who is bad with money, right? You have avoided it. You've neglected it. Now you're overwhelmed. It's a lot of work. And we're just reinforcing this idea that managing our money is hard. Whereas if we do it every single day and commit to spending five minutes or less, and we only have a couple of transactions to update, it is very easy and it's simple and it flows and we always know where we're at and we feel in control and it reinforces that positive self-identity as someone that's really good with their money, that pays attention, that is on it, that's not confused by it, that's not overwhelmed by it. So we are reducing the anxiety, the overwhelm, the frustration, And we are increasing those positive feelings and that positive reinforcements that you can begin to develop that strong self-identity as someone who's really good with their money. Okay, so updating the budget for five minutes or less, super important, okay? The second thing that I would recommend, and this is something I have all of my clients do, and I never realized along the way that this was a way of reinforcing that positive self-identity until I listened to the podcast and I thought, Dang, that's so cool. But it is to use cash for your day-to-day transactions. Now, if I say use cash and you panic, please go back and listen to my previous podcast episode. It was uh, maybe a couple of months ago. Um, So you'll have to look back a bit, but it was about the proper way to use cash or how I teach people to use cash. And it is different maybe than what you are thinking. So there is a really good way to do it. And Just to summarize, I would say to have a set amount of money. So let's say in this example, you have $400. You take it out on payday in cash. You're going to use it for all of your day-to-day transactions. So that's your groceries and eating out, household things, grabbing a coffee, 
$400 to last until the next payday. And on the next payday, you take out $400 again, okay? What this does is that it is this very easy way, a very natural way for you to be consistently checking in with your money and always knowing that you're making the right choices with it, right? So imagine every single time that you go into the grocery store or that you go out to eat, every time that you pull out your wallet, you are looking at your money, you're seeing how much is there, you're making a choice that you can feel confident with because you know exactly how much money is the right amount to spend. So we're constantly reinforcing this idea of you being someone who pays attention to your money and who makes good choices with it right? And so I think it's so super valuable to use cash for day-to-day because it is that very constant and natural reminder of your finances and the things that you're doing with it, right? So every time you're pulling out your wallet, you get to look and see how much is there. You get to decide how much is the right amount to spend and you know how much you have to last until the next payday. So you always know what you're doing is right on track and in line with what you want to be doing overall financially. There's a wonderful underlying side effect that you are reinforcing that positive self-identity as someone who pays attention, as someone who makes those really good choices. And so I think it's super valuable, super easy to do. This takes no time whatsoever because you're just reinforcing things all throughout your normal day-to-day life every time that you pull out your wallet, right? So... I highly recommend doing that. And again, to find more details on how to use cash, you can go listen to that other podcast episode. Um, And then the third thing that I want to talk about, this is about gratitude, okay? So anytime that we're talking about our money, I think that it's so important to try to maintain a very positive and very high amount of gratitude around our finances because really that provides us the life that we have, okay? And so oftentimes what I see happen is that when people think about their bills, they're managing their budget, they're paying the bills, there's a high amount of anxiety, stress, negativity, frustration that comes with all of that. And I really want to try to shift that, that instead of being frustrated that you are paying bills and seeing your hard-earned money go away, that every time you pay the bills, you try to have gratitude around the thing that that bill represents, right? So like I can think about paying my mortgage. It's the biggest bill that we have. Someday I really want to be free of it. But as I pay it, I try to have gratitude for the home that it provides for our family, knowing that we have somewhere safe to come home to every day, that we have a kitchen where we can cook and we can all eat together. We all have beds that we can lay down and sleep safely at night, that we're not worried where we will be from day to day or night to night, that we always know we have somewhere to come together and be safe as a family. And so I have a lot of gratitude for the home that we have and try to have gratitude when I pay that bill, knowing that that's what it provides, right? And so I would encourage you to do that for all of the bills as you pay them, to have gratitude for what they provide you in your life. If you get to a bill and you absolutely can't find any way to be grateful for it, then maybe it's a bill that can go, right? So if you're paying for something and you're like, gosh, I just don't feel grateful for this at all. I'm not using it. I'm not you know, finding value in it. All right, that's your sign. It's time to cut that one out of your life. But look for 
gratitude in the bills that you have and the ones that you need to pay and try to appreciate them. The other thing that I think kind of goes hand in hand with that is to have gratitude for all of the money that comes into your life, right? So whether that be, you know, an extra $50 on your paycheck that you didn't realize was going to come in or a bonus or a tax return or something even so simple as finding a penny on the ground, I want you to pick it up and use that as a moment to kind of come back into a state of gratitude, to be grateful for all of the money that comes into your life, to never turn your shoulder on it, never disregard it. Don't, you know, don't ignore it or be ungrateful. We want to appreciate all of it, even if it is as simple as a penny on the ground. So I encourage you to never pass loose change by, to always use that as your opportunity to kind of come back, be centered, find gratitude and be thankful for what you have in your life and the money that continues to come into your life. Okay. So those are the three suggestions that I have for you today to be updating your budget daily, to use cash for day to day so that you're reinforcing those positive behaviors and that self identity and to have a lot of gratitude for the money that you have. Again, just another way of reminding yourself that you're someone that cares about your finances, that you are invested in them, that you're paying attention to them, and that you have gratitude for them. So I hope this was really helpful for you guys. I would love to hear any other ideas that you have on very simple habits that you can begin to put into place for how you can reinforce this new self-identity as someone who's really good with your money. If you have ideas, please share them with us. Please leave us a review or a comment in the show notes. You can find us again on Stitcher, iTunes, and on Spotify. We would love to hear back from you. We'd love to give you a shout out or hear your thoughts. So please do share with us. And thank you so much for tuning in today. I will see you next time on the next episode. If you would like more information about our financial coaching programs or how we can help you take the stress out of money, please check out our website at www.fiscalfitnessphx.com. Join our private Facebook group by searching Facebook for Overcoming Financial Stress with Fiscal Fitness. And if you have a passion for personal finance and are interested in helping others take the stress out of money by becoming a financial coach, check out our financial coach training program at www.financialcoachacademy.com and join our free Facebook group by searching Facebook for Financial Coaches Unite. And we'll see you on the next episode of Overcoming Financial Stress with the Saver and the Spender, where we'll help the world take the stress out of money.